Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Fitness Christian Radio. Today's guest is Anya Rosen, and I am so beyond excited because you guys Anya is one of my coaches here at Uplift Fit Nutrition, and I am just so, so thankful for her and that we've connected and that she's been able to work with so many different clients with Uplift Fit Nutrition to really help them change their lives and get back to feeling like their very best self. So Anya, 100%, I am beyond stoked to have you on here, and thank you for taking your Valentine's Day to talk with me on my podcast. Of course, there's no better way to spend Valentine's Day than talking with you, Lacey. (laughs) Uh, You're my Valentine. I love it. So can you tell my listeners a little bit about who you are, your history, and then let's tell them how we connected as well. Yeah. So hi, guys. I'm Anya. I'm a dietetic intern, soon to be registered dietitian with a master's in clinical nutrition. I'm also a nutrition coach and part of Lacey's team at Uplift Fit. So I actually was a math and computer science major at Dartmouth College, and I worked in tech and consulting for a few years. However, health and wellness has always been my passion, and after seeing so many men and women, including myself, struggle with it, I decided to go back to school and make it my career. So meanwhile, I'm also getting certified as an integrative functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm an NASM certified personal trainer. So kind of similar to Lacey, I straddle these three worlds, functional, clinical, and sports nutrition. And my goal is to sort through these and find the best parts of all these practices so that I can really help treat patients in an individual and optimal way. And so I met Lacey through her internship this summer, which feels like years ago, but it was only about, what, like seven months ago? And we connected that way and, you know, became friends and teammates and yeah, really blossomed from there. Blossomed. I love that so much. I knew right away when Anya, I did my internship and I had what, like nine people and I knew right away there was two people I loved and I was like, oh my gosh, I need them. I need them on my team. And that was Anya and Rachel who now are not only members of Uplifit, but also are great friends of mine. So I'm so happy and I'm excited not only to be have you on my team and be connected and be friends with you, but also because you have so, you've gained so much knowledge just since we have connected and you are just an incredible woman. So I'm so excited to see where you get to be and where you get to go the next few, uh, you know, months and years as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I owe so much of that to you and also, a lot of it to the pandemic and just using this time to just like sponge up everything that I can, which I know you do as well. So <laughs> that's what, exactly what I would define us as sponges. We are sponges. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's topic is going to be epic because I know a lot of my listeners ask me about this all the time and we are going to talk about reverse dieting. So I know you guys, I've been talking a lot about gut health and functional medicine stuff and hormones. And I've deviated a little bit away from the metabolic mastery space. So today we are going to talk all about maximizing your metabolism via reverse dieting. So let's start off. What is reverse dieting? Anya, can you get us started? Yeah. So there's no set definition, but the way that I see it as it's gradually and intentionally increasing your calories without the desire necessarily to put on muscle or size. 
So it kind of originated, I think, from the bodybuilding world, but now it's become really mainstream and hit every single space of nutrition because so many people are coming at it um, from chronic yo-yo dieting, really low-calorie dieting, um, years of under-eating, and come to us eating, you know, a very few calories and it's not sustainable, it's not healthy for them and they want to increase their calories without necessarily putting on a lot of body fat. Love it. So, you know, you guys may have heard of reversing or reverse dieting as being a way to quote unquote eat more without gaining weight or eat more to lose weight. And I hate to burst your bubble, but though it can do both, it's not meant to. So reverse dieting is a method methodological way of slowly increasing your calories and then lowering your cardio and your activity to help bring your body's metabolism and hormones back to a healthier homeostasis. So the truth about reversing is it's not meant for everyone and it does not promise any specific outcome. I know. I feel like that is the biggest misconception about it because what you see on Instagram is people posting about how their client increased his or her calories by 1,000 and dropped 10 pounds and 5% body fat. And I mean, we'll dive into how and why that happens, but that's certainly not the norm and also generally not the goal. I'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of people see that and they're like, oh my God, okay, reverse dieting is exactly what I mean. It's like, okay, let's address the what's and the why's and the how's and then figure out what's going to be best for you. So let's talk about the benefits to reverse dieting. What are the benefits to reverse dieting to get started? Uh, we talked about increasing food intake after a, you know, a low calorie amount. Yeah. So physically there are many benefits. So one, you're getting more calories. So you're getting more nutrients through that food. You're um, putting less stress on the body because under eating and dieting does stress out the body. It stresses out your hormones, your adrenals, your thyroid. Um, you also are likely going to be improving your digestion as well because digestion slows when you are under eating, especially chronic under eating can really lead to constipation and SIBO and a bunch of other issues. Um, so physically, there's many benefits. Mentally and emotionally, there's also a huge range of benefits. Um, you're enjoying more food. You're having more freedom because of that. Food is pleasure. Food is fun. You're able to eat more, which brings joy to a lot of people. Um, you know, and dieting takes a huge toll on people mentally dealing with hunger, dealing with, um, you know, disrupted sleep because of that. So really, it, it, the benefits are to every single aspect of your well-being. 100%. I mean, more food, higher energy, reductions in fatigue, uh, the ability to eat more, less restriction and food focus. I mean, all sounds like great things, right? So not as even taking into account the hormonal and adrenal benefits that you get with reverse dieting. So let's talk about who is a candidate for reverse dieting. So when it comes down to who would be the right person to reverse diet, we got a question, what are the scenarios where it could be beneficial? So the first one would be, you know, you've had a crown on history of yo-yo dieting for months or maybe years and you can't seem to find progress. Maybe you have a very low intake and no matter what you do, you can't get any wiggle room with your weight. Might be hormones, might be just as easy as you need a reverse diet. So that's the first scenario. Um, then we come down to, of course, you've been dieting for maybe 
three to four months and you're stalling or you've been dieting and you're not seeing progress or you're gaining weight despite refeeds or despite diet breaks, it might be the case where reverse dieting may be for you. What are some other scenarios on you? Yeah, I mean, I think those are the most common ones um, that we see the most. And um, I guess the other scenario would probably be if someone is just like very low body fat um, and has been, you know, maintaining their weight on relatively low calories. And even though they might not have like intentionally been dieting, their intake is just low and they want to have more freedom and enjoy more food they might be a candidate for reverse dieting as well. Um, you know, there's also, of course, like people that might have lost their period from dieting. That's a really common one that we see. Um, people that have, um, you know, disrupted their hormones, their thyroid, their adrenal, their digestion because of under eating. Those are candidates for reversing as well. I love that 100%. And, you know, you don't even necessarily need to have a a goal with your physique in order to benefit from reverse dieting. I mean, more food, more energy, those sound like great benefits to me. And then the last one is if you're always hungry and your energy is low and your sleep and recovery are trash, the first thing in my opinion to try and do is add more food via reverse dieting. I mean, I'm all about test on guests, go get lab work done, but just try reversing for a few weeks and see how you feel by adding in a little bit more food for your day-to-day life. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, you and I, we love tests, but sometimes people get so up, so caught up in trying to use the labs to justify or to explain their symptoms and their signs. But really, it's the solution is right there in front of you. It's eat more, (laughs) eat more nutrient dense foods. And that ends up solving a lot of problems. Exactly, because we know exactly what dieting does or underfueling your body. And that causes a downregulation in your thyroid, your sex, your leptin hormones. But most importantly, it causes reductions in energy and recovery and r- reduced quality of sleep. And then we have drops in your thermic effect of food, your non exercise activity thermogenesis, and your BMR. So all of this that happens as a safety mechanism, really, right? Because your body is trying to adapt to the environment and the stressors that is being given. So by reverse dieting, it's that methodical way of methodological way of mitigating that metabolic adaptation and the negative hormonal consequences of dieting or not eating enough. So we're able to use metabolic adaptation as an advantage in the opposite direction, right? So with dieting, our body downregulates and it adapts. But when we're reverse dieting, we're able to adapt it in the opposite direction. So we're able to increase our calories in food. We're able to increase our thermic effective food and eat. And we're allowed to increase your overall quality of life. So metabolic adaptation goes both ways. It can help either, you know, help or harm you. And we're using it to our advantage with reverse sighting. Absolutely. And like, that's why even though I feel like the name dieting, people immediately assume that means that you're intending to lose weight, but it's dieting in the way that you're using food, um, you know, strategically in order to achieve an outcome. And the outcome isn't, in this case, weight loss. It's health and happiness. Yes. Happiness for the freaking win. I love that. So reverse dieting. Who is not a candidate here? Because this is so important and I know you know about this. Yeah. So um, if someone has an eating disorder, that I think is 
the first thing that comes to mind and you are seriously underweight, um, you know, on, at an unhealthy level of body fat, you, um, your health is at risk, then you need more of a recovery diet with a team of qualified practitioners. So that's the first one that comes to mind for people who are not candidates for reverse dieting. I agree. And if somebody has significant hormonal imbalances, whether that's estrogen dominance or low cortisol, then you're looking at the body is in a fight or flight mode and has a lot of stress on it. And if you overfeed and you give too much food, your body is going to gain weight, is going to rapidly gain weight. And we do not want to do that because, you know, if we're throwing a bunch of body fat on you, that's going to throw off your whole overall system, right? Body fat, there's nothing wrong with having body fat, but if you're adding excessive body fat that your body doesn't need, that's not doing you any favors for your metabolism either. That's not going to help your hormones. That's going to add insulin resistance. So we don't want to do that. And we want to focus on maintenance in the case of hormonal adrenal balances, and that's always person by person dependent, right? It always depends on what somebody's history is like. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too that comes to mind is people who are having serious, serious digestive issues. Um, you know, your body might not be able to handle more food. You might have to treat whatever infection or, um, you know, issue you have going on first before you start upping your intake. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about the right way to reverse diet. I know everybody has got to be wondering, okay, there are so many benefits. Now, how do I do it? Yeah. So I think the very first step, so this is after you've already made sure that you are a candidate for reverse dieting, would be to get a sense of what your current maintenance intake is. Um, and this is sometimes the hardest step because, um, you know, unless you're really tracking your food, most people don't really know what they're eating. And a reverse diet, we want to be as strategic as possible. So in order to get that baseline, I recommend usually like just tracking your regular intake for one to even two weeks to get a sense of your maintenance calories first. First step, 100%. And, you know, please, y'all get it out of your head that there is one way to reverse diet because there is not. So step one, find your maintenance calories. One to two weeks, find those maintenance calories. Step two, let's talk about what to do next. Yeah. So then you want to increase a little bit. Um, first, I think you, before you even do that though, I would want to look and see what your macros are. So like, let's say you find that, okay, I'm eating 1200 calories, but it's like all protein and a little carb and like no fat. First, I think you'd want to start playing around with those macros and making sure that they're optimal for you. So making sure you're eating, you know, give it like about a pound of, or sorry, a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Of course, this is person specific, um, you know, about a gram of fat per kilogram of body weight um, and then the rest carbs. So first, I'd want to get your macros in a healthier place. And then from there, you want to increase a little bit. And this, again, is super person-specific. Um, it's really hard to give an exact number here. I'd say maybe 10 to 20% above your maintenance, but it really does depend. Yeah, it really does. We're, we're all unicorns, so we all need our own 
method of reverse dieting. You know, some people might be able to add 25 grams carbs at one time. Other people that may be able to add only 15 grams of carbs. It really depends on your history, your own metabolic rate and metabolism and your insulin sensitivity as well. So that plays a big role when we're questioning what specific macronutrient that we want to add in. Absolutely. And it's honestly crazy. I think I really underestimated this until I started working with people, just how different people are in terms of metabolic adaptation. Some people, they can handle a lot more food right away and nothing changes. Other people, you add you know, very little food and their body weight shoots up. So it really depends. And that's why it's so important to work with someone who knows how to read those signs. 100%. I say like my top three tips when you're getting started reverse dieting are one, of course, establishing those maintenance calories. Two, bumping up your food at first by only like 50 to 100 calories and seeing if that even adjusts your maintenance or causes you rapidly to gain weight. And then three, tracking progress with a coach or a spreadsheet, having a second eye because you don't want to get stuck spinning your wheels because that's not what reverse dieting is meant for, right? We're trying to make changes. We're trying to get that metabolic adaptation moving and grooving. Absolutely. And it's so important to work with someone not only to monitor and like make sure that you are progressing accordingly, but also just to make you feel comfortable because it can be scary and it could be mentally very challenging for someone, especially a woman who's been dieting her whole life to suddenly have the intent to eat more. It's a total mind fog. And sorry, <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. If I <laughs> it is. Let's be real. It really is. So, you know, I always say have somebody on board. I know even when I ha personally have not had coaches, I've even reached out to my mom and been like, okay, mom, does it look like I'm making changes? Like you don't have to necessarily have a coach. I think having a nutrition coach, somebody who is trained in nutrition, trained in metabolic adaptations and hormones is super important. So cue, come work with Uplift Nutrition, my team, but definitely make sure you have somebody for a second eye because let's be real, we are our worst critics and we have like a filter on ourselves. It's like an Instagram filter. Like we only see the bad, we don't see the good and we're not objective. So you really have to make sure you have that. Yes, that's so true. And I love that analogy with the Instagram filter. We really do always pick out our flaws. So it's so important to have an angel on your shoulder who's helping to support you and make you feel more comfortable along the way. Angel on your shoulder. I absolutely love that. Sometimes I tell, I feel like I tell my clients, like I'm the devil on their shoulder. Like <laughs> don't make that bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we play both, but mostly we do. <laughs> so we discussed about how to kind of like get started. So for every single person, what you do with adding carbs or fat, there's no technically right or wrong reason to do it. And it's going to depend on the person based on what you do. So sometimes some you might add in a little bit of fat. You might add in a little bit of carbs. Sometimes you might do both. So let's talk about reasons to go either faster or slower with your reverse. And I, I could start, you know, reasons to go faster. Maybe um, you are losing weight. Then you want to increase calories a lot quicker. Um, you're maintaining well with the current changes. You can go a little bit faster. If your hunger is up or you're food focused, your recovery is poor, reasons to go faster. 
Um, or if you don't have a significant history of dieting. So maybe you've not ever done a contest prep before. You've not ever dieted before. Your metabolism is probably not shot. So you might be able to reverse diet a lot quicker than somebody else. I know I have had a lot of different younger clients um, in their teens or even in their you know early 20s that were able to rapidly reverse diet like 30 grams of carbs per week, no weight gain whatsoever. So it really depends on your history as well. Yeah. And I'd say like a general rule of thumb is you might have to reverse diet for as long as you dieted. So I love that. Yeah. So if you've been dieting for like, you know, five, 10 years, I'm not necessarily saying you have to reverse diet for five, 10 years, but it's not going to be, um, you know, a six week, even a 12 week process. It could be longer. Mm -hmm. And that's reasons to go slower. If you've had a history of chronic dieting or yo-yo dieting, reasons to go slower. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd also say a huge one is if you, um, if you are finding that you're putting on more body fat or you're in a place where putting on more body fat might be harmful to your health, I think you want to be super gradual and careful with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Um, if you have poor consistency and adherence, another reason to go slower, but also like slap yourself on the hand and get some consistency going. Um, go slower if your weight does not stabilize after making some adjustments. Wait a week or two. Don't just jam pack the food. You know, you want to be getting that metabolic adaptation going. Now, keep in mind your body weight's going to go up especially with carbohydrates holding on to glycogen and water stores. But if you gain like three pounds after a week, don't, don't keep adding food, (laughs) go slow. Um, and then if you're insulin resistant, you might want to go a little bit slower. And if you're insulin resistant, I mean, you want to address why are you insulin resistant in the first place, right? Absolutely. And I think that also ties into another point that it's Reverse dieting, of course, the main um, focus is around increasing calories, but it's also around creating healthy and sustainable practices in your life and in your diet. It's about also looking at your intake. Are you eating in a way that's supporting blood sugar stabilization? Are you eating enough fruits and vegetables and whole grains and lean proteins? It's not only, only, only tracking calories. It's also looking at the quality of your diet. Exactly. And when it comes down to adding food, it also matters personal preference. Like some people may want to add a little bit more fats in their diet versus carbohydrates. So keep in mind, it's for your metabolism, but also it's for enjoyment as well. Totally, totally. And it's, it's so crazy because to me, I can't imagine anyone choosing fats over carbs. I'm like (laughs) queen, but some people just really prefer fat. So it really does come down to you. And also I think a big factor into that other than preference also is if you are, um, you know, training like an athlete or you care a lot about your gym performance, increasing carbs might be your best friend because that's really going to fuel that performance. Yeah, 100%. Now, we talked about, you know, also lowering cardio. So when it comes down to reverse dieting, you also want to make sure that you're changing your training up in order to help with that metabolic response, that hormonal response. So what I personally like to do for my clients is I try and get cardio as low as possible to get started because cardio, I mean, that's really good for your overall aerobic health, but I see so many people come to me who want to reverse diet that I've been doing just chronic hit or chronic 
low intensity cardio for like hours. And I'm like, okay, the first thing we need to do is get that down because the body senses that stress. So I would say when it comes down to your training and your cardio, do try and drop down the intensity first while you're refeeding. Absolutely. And like what I like to do normally is I like to switch from having structured cardio to having like an average step full range so that you still are, um, you know, moving your body in a healthy way and you're getting some low intensity movement, but not in a way that it's causing additional stress or demands on your system. I absolutely love that. I'm a big fan of step counts. I set myself at right now about that 11 to 12 K. Um, and some people that's a lot, right? So you got to go based off of what your normal is. Yeah, it's 30 degrees here. I think I would <laughs> become an icicle if I walked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it really, it depends. And you also have to think too, in a way that part of this is adding more freedom to your life, right? So like if adding a step goal that's too high for you is going to cause, um, you know, obsession or interfere with your day-to-day life, then you don't want to do that either, right? So it really is person-specific. I love that you said that. So let's talk about some of the things with reverse dieting that can make it super hard and things to watch out for. Yeah, the biggest thing that comes to mind is that is the tracking aspect of things. Because like we keep on talking about how this is methodological. <laughs> Can't say that word, but it's I know it's, I always lose it. I don't know why, but it's it's a strategic approach. And so if you're not really tracking your food, how do you really know how much you're increasing? Are you increasing only, you know, 10 to 20 calories or are you increasing 300 to 400 calories? So I think the biggest hurdle is tracking your food and being aware of your intake. Yeah, that's huge. And with reverse dieting, you also need to be consistent with the foods kind of that you're eating too. I mean, if you're jumping from one processed food to another processed food that can have like 20% off and the calories and the macros they legally can do that that could play a big role with your reverse oh yes especially like people that are eating these processed snacks that and they're not having one or two servings they're having four or five servings then with that margin of error that can really throw off your tracking so it's just another reason again to get most of your food from whole foods just Mm -hmm more accuracy, but also probably more nutrient dense as well. Yeah. The quality of your reverse matters. It's not just adding food to add food. It's adding nutrients. Totally. And that also plays into your success as well, because it factors into the thermogenic effect of food or thermic effect. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So like if you're having like more protein and more fiber, that is also going to help you, um, or sorry, that's going to require more energy to digest as well. So that'll also allow you to eat more food without necessarily increasing your energy intake. Yeah. And even as simple as a comparison between almonds and almond butter, I mean, it takes more energy to digest almonds than it does almond butter. And not saying that it makes a huge difference, But if you're having like multiple servings of nuts versus multiple servings of almond butter, I mean, that does change your thermic effect of food. Yeah. And I think it's just good just to create awareness around that too. Like this is not to say don't eat almond butter, but it's just to say that what you eat matters and digest different foods differently. Right. And it's saying, please focus on your daily fruits and vegetables. That's basically what we want you to do. (laughs) 
Yes, yes. Another thing with reverse dieting that's really important, and this is why it's really important to have a coach, is when reversing, you got to try not to freak out if you gain a few pounds in a week with adding food or decreasing your calories or decreasing your cardio because that could be as simple as water weight or changes in your menstrual cycle or maybe you didn't poop that day or maybe you had too much sodium. So there can be all these adjustments that are going to make you feel like you maybe gained a bunch of rapid weight out of nowhere. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep that day. So try not to look at the scale as your stole indicator and make sure you have somebody who's going to give you that subjective eye. Objective eye, not subjective eye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the scale, but you have to approach it with the right mindset. You have to approach it as data. This is a way to track and see how your body is responding to the calories. And the reason why, like I, and I, I think you do too, like to have people weigh themselves daily is because we want to get those averages because your weight is going to fluctuate so much on a day-to-day basis. It's not to say that we want to see if you like gained a pound or two overnight. It's to say that we want to take the average of that week, see how your average is comparing to your intake and use that to determine how much we want to ingest. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for. Trends. Uh, I would say some people I do wait daily. Other people, they don't do well with the scale and we do maybe just twice a week, but that is still at least twice a week to allow for a trend. Because if you're taking a one screenshot time with your weight, that is not giving you enough data. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, this is when it comes really, really person specific. Some people just really mentally are affected by the scale no matter what and you know you got to work with that so it depends on the person exactly so expect weight fluctuations with reverse dieting you know especially when it comes down to increasing the carbohydrates and increasing glycogen levels which adds on to water stress levels salt or fiber intake changes to your digestion i call them poop babies let's be real they happen so just know that those are going to happen for you and the most important part of that reverse dieting is adherence. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Not running away when you get scared, but also not using it to free ball and, you know, eat whatever you see in sight, staying true to the plan, increasing gradually and, you know, staying within your margins. And going into it, knowing that there's not no one specific answer. So not going into it saying, oh my God, I'm going to reverse diet and I'm going to lose weight. Like, that might not happen. So just know that you need to commit to the reverse dieting and commit to the process and just know that there's no right or wrong for what happens with it. Absolutely. Like it does happen. I have seen many clients that do lose weight reverse dieting, but it's not normal and it's not what you should expect. So I feel like this is something that we'll touch upon also, but it's very important that you set goals that will keep you motivated that are unrelated to your body composition or the scale. Right. So let's let people just understand why do people lose weight when they're reverse sighting in the first place? Like what is the adaptation response there? So the biggest part is really the increase in NEAT. So NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And when you are under eating or dieting, this goes down a lot without you even realizing it. So those little movements, the twitching and tapping of your feet, 
Um, maybe getting up to walk a little bit more around the house, um, you know, maybe like dancing in the shower, like <laughs> all these little things, they add up to calorie burn throughout the day. And when you start eating more, you don't even realize it, but you start moving more in these little ways. And that increases your energy output a lot. And that can really make a significant contribution. Yes, 100%. And I mean, if you're thyroid hormone was down regulated from under eating and then you're eating enough and your thyroid hormone is actually working correctly and you're getting that t3 and that conversion that's going to speed up your meta your metabolic rate too so you are actually not quote-unquote reverse dieting you're in a deficit based on your change in your metabolism and your energy output that's so true and i i'm really happy that you brought that up another thing too is also uh digestion wise so again your digestion slows down when you are under eating and dieting for a long period of time. So once you start increasing your food, your digestion might speed up. And so not only, um, you know, are you pooping more, so you're going to be lighter, but <laughs> you, um, you aren't necessarily sucking out as much energy from all that food than if it was just slowly slugging along there. <laughs> Right. And you're getting rid of more environmental toxins via our best way to support our liver, which is pooping and sweating. Oh, yes. <laughs> so glamorous. <laughs> I know, right? So there's no technical limit on how high you can go reverse sighting. But do keep in mind, there is a kind of quote unquote set point where your body will just like not handle any more food and you might start seeing just fat gain or signs of insulin resistance. So let's talk about kind of those signs where you know that this might be a pinpoint to either do a mini cut or maybe take a break and just focus on maintenance for a while. Yeah. So I think you hit on the biggest one, which is the the fat gain. So usually once if you start seeing the scale suddenly start just jumping up um, and you're gaining weight without really increasing your calories and your calories are already in like a decently healthy range, that might be a sign that you've hit your your wall and it's time to maybe maintain or, you know, think about next steps. Um, another one would be like the signs of insulin resistance. So if you're eating carbs and they're not sitting well with you, you're finding that your blood sugar is spiking and crashing. Um, that's a really big one. Yeah, those are the two biggest ones that come to mind. Another one too is just honestly, if you're at a point where like you're fine with your weight, your intake is high, you're happy with the amount of food that you're eating, you don't necessarily have to keep on reverse dieting. You could be good to go. I absolutely love that. So when it comes down to when to stop, really you have to be in tune with your body. You and That's why you have to also have somebody who's going to be that eye. So I hope you guys, we did not overwhelm you when talking about reverse dieting because I know it can be a very complex kind of subject here, but try and make it simple. Establish your maintenance calories, increase here and there, and have somebody for accountability. Yeah, and like the one other thing I would add is have fun with it. You know, focus on those strength goals in the gym. Focus on, you know, the freedom to enjoy more food and enjoy the process. You only have one life. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that's really unpleasant. Make it fun. I love that so much. And focus on more variety in your day-to-day -day diet too. Like try new foods. Yes. I mean, 
I love trying new foods. Sometimes. Sometimes I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same so what happens after reverse dieting? Let's make sure people know that. Yeah. So whatever you want. Um, <laughs> it depends. For most people, I say, like, spend some time maintaining there, especially if you're coming from a place where you were concerned about your health and that was part of your motivation to do this. Mm -hmm. Then give your body a little break. Also give your mind a break, a break away from tracking meticulously. Um, You know, I think maintenance is a very underrated time. I think most of your life should really be spent in maintenance. So I would hang out there for a while for sure. I'm 100% for that. Yeah. When it comes down to reverse dieting, I mean, if you have not just like gained a bunch of body fat and seen the signs of the insulin resistance, then I want to go down the route of doing a mini cut or a cut in general. If you're feeling good and you're eating enough and you feel like, hey, I'm feeling my, my body. I don't feel like I need to add any more food and everything is optimized. Just hit at maintenance. There's so much magic in maintenance. Absolutely. Again, like it's just so underrated. I feel like everyone always feels like they need to be bulking or cutting, but that's not true. And you know, you should really hang out there if you feel good there. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, I use maintenance period maintenance periods for people to help like establish quote unquote a new set point for those who are wanting to maybe build muscle or to prevent to re- prevent unnecessary fat gain. I also use mini cuts for that. Um, prevent further metabolic tape. Sh- metabolic adaptations during weight loss, um, priming for a building phase, giving the mind a break from tracking, like after reverse dieting, a reverse diet. And when you feel like you're at a great place, it's a great opportunity to maybe take a break for maybe a month or two and just focus on listening to your body and maybe intuitive eating too. Yeah. I once heard maintenance actually be referred to as a momentum period. And I really like that um, because, yeah, like you're building momentum for whatever is going to come your way next. You're not you're never staying stagnant, but you're not necessarily adding other stressors to your body through your calorie intake. That's fabulous. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So, you know, overall, you guys, I hope this was a very great podcast. And I hope you guys know that there's, again, no right or wrong way to reverse diet. It's going to be person by person dependent. But reverse dieting has so many benefits. And I hope if you've never reverse dieted that maybe you try it if it's for you because it's kind of freaking awesome. It really is a game changer. And I'm happy that it's now getting the attention that it deserves. (laughs) Me too, girlfriend. Okay, so. I need my listeners to know where they can find you and follow you. And then, of course, how they can work with you as a team member of Uplifit. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's just Anya Rosen Nutrition. And if you want to work with me through Uplifit, you can just message me on Instagram. You could also email me at Anya Rosen Nutrition at gmail.com or email Lacey and she'll put us in touch. Yeah. You guys know I'm like, like a hawk on my email. So feel free to email me. Um, In regards to this podcast, please, this is super important. I need you to review this podcast, share it, post screenshots of it, because we need to get people to see this podcast and listen to it and hear this message. So do me a favor, share it, leave me a review, and let's help more women. And most importantly... I'm so excited because my book is coming out. Hopefully in May, it will be ready to rock and roll and be sent to you guys filled with glitter. 
I wish it actually would be filled with glitter, but <laughs> filled with love from me. Just pretend it has glitter. But just know that by helping spread the podcast, you're helping spread the book. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And thank you for being here with us.